0: Hi, everyone. I'm Aaron Green, head of SAP Success Factors across Asia Pacific and Japan, and welcome to the People Unfiltered podcast. Every month, I'll sit down with extraordinary business leaders to discuss all things people experience. I'm so excited to bring today's conversation to you. Today's guest and I will explore the impact that COVID 19 will have on Generation Z. We're talking about what our youngest employees need right now. Gen Z are born between 1995 and 2012. They are the first digital natives to enter the workforce, and they're characterized by their commitment to social activism and changing the status quo. By 2025, the group will make up one quarter of the Asia Pacific region's population. Now, there's no doubt that the pandemic is affecting each and every one of us. For members of Generation Z, they are being hit particularly hard and at a particularly formative stage in their lives and their careers. A Pew Research Center survey found that in America, half of the oldest Gen Zers reported that they or someone in their household had lost a job or taken a cut in pay because of the outbreak of coronavirus. This was significantly higher than the shares of millennials, which was about 40%, Gen Xers, which was about 36%, and baby boomers, which was about 25%, who experienced similar job losses. Whilst in the UK, around 62% of employees in the 16 to 24 years of age group were furloughed as of the 31st of July of 2020, compared to an overall average of 32% in other age groups. That's right, 62% of Gen Zers lost their jobs or were furloughed as compared to 32% in other age groups. Now let me introduce Mark Royal. Mark is an associate client partner at Corn Ferry, and Mark works with clients and in industries to enhance the employee motivation and engagement, design effective retention strategies, and assess and evolve organizational cultures. Mark also plays a leading role in directing Corn Ferry's annual research with Fortune Magazine to identify the world's most admired companies and uncover the business practices that make these companies highly regarded and highly successful. He's co-authored the book, The Enemy of Engagement, which gives leaders insights and research-based tools for ensuring that their teams are both willing and able to make maximum contributions. It's my privilege to welcome Mark to People Unfiltered. Hey, Mark. Thank you so much for joining us today. Maybe you could give us a little bit of background about yourself.
1: Yeah, certainly. First of all, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm Mark Royal. Um, I'm the Associate Client Partner at Corn Ferry, based in our Chicago office, and then with the firm for coming up on twenty years, um, with a focus on issues of culture, engagement, the employee experience. I work with many clients in those areas, along with helping with our more foundational research and thought leadership and solution development. So, very excited to talk about today's topic with you.
0: Yeah, I am as well, and you know, certainly with what you're doing around culture and engagement, I think that. It dovetails and complements so nicely what we're talking about, which is really this, uh, this idea of what Generation Z, or for our listeners in North America, Generation Z, <laughs> are, are going through. And, and look, I think you know living through COVID-19, where we are right now, at, at such a sensitive time in Generation Z's identity and, and their lives, um, I think COVID-19 is really going to impact their worldview far more than, than we could probably anticipate. I think probably for the, the older Generation Z, uh, who are, you know, kind of 2019, 2020 you know, recent university graduates, they're probably trying to secure their first-time roles in, in the corporate world. And I suppose, how do you, how do you think the, the role of the pandemic is really going to impact uh, Generation Z's ability to, to get some of those first-time jobs and start getting a head start in, in their lives?
1: Yeah, I think in terms of how it will impact their worldview, um, I think it may, based on the trends and research, uh, uh, sort of magnify a worldview they already bring and share. It is, uh, it's it, it's it's often tempting to compare Gen Z and the Millennials um, because they're relatively similar in age, but I think many generations borrow a lot from their, their parent groups. And you know, significantly, if we think about the Millennials... Uh, they were lar- by and large the product of the baby boom generation, um, and like the baby boomers, a uh, part of a large and idealistic group, and they brought those uh, experiences, kind of derived from their parents, forward with them into the workforce. Well, if Gen Z uh, really you know owes its origins to uh, to Gen X um, as their parents, and you think about the Gen X group—that's a smaller group, uh, more skeptical more yeah. individualistic, and that's the orientation that uh, many are finding uh, Gen Z, uh, the Gen Z group to carry forward. I mean, I think, and so I think the reason I say that the, that COVID-19 may exacerbate some leanings they already have, I think that for many in Gen Z, uh, the global financial crisis in 2007-2008 was kind of a defining event, right? Um it impacted their families. They may have seen parents uh, lose jobs or uh, have seen their families struggle a bit financially, and I think that has, in terms of their worldview, led them to carry forward a a pragna- pragmatism, um, yeah. a financial focus, um, a desire for for value um, in their. Uh, their purchasing decisions and and, and impacting their work-life decisions, they tend to be um, a a highly competitive lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So individualistic, but also competitive, probably because many of them have uh, just progressed through or are anticipating uh, entering highly competitive educational environments. Um, And they're known to like a lot of structure. Um, very goal-oriented and, you know, looking for structures that will help them understand what needs to be done to help them, you know, on their path toward their goals. So, I think if some of that that pragmatism, that financial focus, that competitive nature, may have been derived from their family experiences amid the global financial crisis. I think it would only be accelerated for those now entering the workforce who are faced with the uncertainties and disruptions of covid nineteen. Um so I, I, I think it's a great question, and I think it, just to start there, I think it's gonna it's gonna play on some tendencies that they likely already have as a generation.
0: Yeah, and that's it's a really interesting point, especially around you know wanting, more structure and more definition of of the goals and the, the measurements of success, because that's in fact quite different to the expectations of the generation immediately preceding them of, of the millennial generation. So I think you're absolutely right. Uh, generations tend to inherit uh, the tendencies or the the, the capabilities or worldviews of their parents. You know, just your point on that. On, Baby boomers and you know the incredibly hard work ethic. A lot of that stemmed from you know, many of their parents being uh, born through the Great Depression or right. surviving through the Great Depression, and yep. you know, the worldview that took on. So I I, I absolutely see uh, see the correlation there. And I guess that probably leads me to the next question, which is, so you know we've talked about the worldview for for Gen Z. What is the the impact of the the current pandemic really mean for Gen Z as from a longer term view on their careers and as they either enter or attempt to enter the workforce in a period of time that just is marked with incredible economic instability, you know, kind of a, a series of what feels like never ending rolling global crises. Uh, which creates an amount of instability uh, in in different parts of the world. So so I guess again, just back to the question of how do you think the, the impact of the pandemic, what kind of impact do you think that will have long term from a career perspective?
1: Yeah, and that's a, a case where the the millennial experience may be, uh, a good reference point again. Um, I mean, the, the Gen Z is a bit different from the Millennials in that the the Millennials, um, in many cases, grew up in relatively stable economic environments and really entered the workforce at a time of great disruption. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of research to suggest that. That disruption that they experienced early in their careers uh, coming out of the global financial crisis has really set them back and and set them back in an enduring way. They've set many back for life. I mean, there's plenty of research to suggest that millennials have delayed buying homes, um, delayed starting families. Um, I also recently came across a report from Stanford University's Center on Poverty and Inequality looking at the, the health consequences of the disruptions that millennials have faced more as the report terms it deaths of despair um, mm-hmm. involving suicides and drug overdoses, which which spiked for the the t- people in their 20s and 30s, um, you know, in and around following the um, global financial crisis. So plenty of longstanding impacts um, for millennials. And I think we've seen plenty of immediate impacts for Gen Z as well. Um, I've certainly, This is a group then that faced some disruptions early in their lives, at least experienced them through their parents, but were anticipating coming into the workforce uh, at a time in in many job markets with record low unemployment um, and ample opportunities for a, a highly educated generation. And of course, Covid strikes and the bottom falls out on them, and we go from you know record low to record high unemployment in many sectors overnight. And as young workers, they've seen entry level job offers disappear. They've seen internships canceled, um, and you know many of them that 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 have been employed are employed in vulnerable sectors. You know, think uh, service sector jobs that are that are vulnerable to. Uh, layoffs and furloughs. Um, so I think there, there, there are plenty of immediate impacts. Now, will, will those be lasting impacts? Um, that's where I think it's important to remember that uh, for Gen Z, it's, it's the front end of the generation that is entering the workforce now. So if Gen Z, uh, you have generally seen as comprised of people born between 1997 and 2012, they they range in age from 8 to 23. So we have some some new university graduates entering the workforce at a very challenging time and are likely going to be set back in the way millennials were um, in terms of their immediate career prospects. How quickly uh, the the global economy recovers from COVID-19 disruption, How, how quickly we get back onto a path toward... Uh, if not the old normal, uh, uh, a next normal or new normal, I think that's going to have a big impact on how much of this carries forward, as you may have other uh, Gen Z members who still in in grade school uh, may have other options. I mean, we've seen in past recessions, some people choose, for instance, to continue Continue education for a period of time, you know, perhaps pursuing a university degree or a graduate degree that they might not otherwise have sought out, simply to, to sort of wait out labor market disruptions and prepare for entering the workforce at a better time. So Gen Z may have some options uh, that the millennials didn't, uh, just given that they're they're it's the front end of the generation that's facing this, and others behind may be in a different situation depending on how the recovery plays out.
0: Yeah, it's a really interesting point, right? Because, you know, to to your point of some potentially choosing to, I suppose, wait out uh, the recession or, you know, waiting for an economic rebound and going to university study or, or you know, that's, I think, for many uh, potentially in developed nations, that's potentially achievable in in some developing yeah. nations, it's quite unachievable. And I think what's what really strikes me right now is if if COVID-19 and the pandemic were, probably not a factor and we were just facing some other kind of economic change or recession or, or downturn. Something that we've seen a huge rise in over the past 10 or so years, 10 or 15 years really, has been the gig economy, right, and this idea that even in a period of, you know, economic downturn, job loss, job changes, furloughs, stand downs, whatever we want to call it, uh, you know, with the rise of the likes of Uber and Grab and, you know, uh, there's just probably too many to name at this stage, uh, that gig economy has been something that people could fall back on. It's interesting, and I'd be really keen to understand your point of view on how Gen Z looks at that gig economy, because the gig economy itself has been disproportionately impacted through the course of this pandemic with you know, Uber drivers, for example, you know, really seeing the hit no airport rides, things like that, and you know, really th- those kinds of options really drying up for people. So, I guess first part of the question: What, in your experience, how does Gen Z view the gig economy? Millennials love and really, I think, started a huge part of the gig economy. Does Gen mm-hmm. Z is Gen Z attracted to the gig economy in the same way?
1: I, I think potentially interested. Attracted would probably be strong for Gen Z. Um, I think a, a bit skeptical of the gig economy. Um, I think what interests them is the flexibility and independence that uh, the gig economy offers. So they're, they are, again, a, an, an entrepreneurial, motivated, but individualistic lot. And so uh, being able to to you know, grab control of their own careers in the way the gig economy would allow them to, I think is is appealing. But on the other hand, again, they're a group that is you know, pragmatic and looking for stability. Um, and so, I think some of the unpredictability, in particular unpredictability and financial rewards, uh, leads many Gen Z. Uh, members to be skeptical of the gig economy, and so I think you, you you don't see Gen Gen Z embracing the gig economy as you said, Aaron, in the way that that millennials perhaps have. Although I think there are opportunities, uh, for, you know, for employers to take some steps to try to reinforce some of the benefits in a way that can connect with things that motivate Gen Z. Sure, and
0: and you know where that I think probably potentially leads is employers have for the past certainly the past five years really been struggling to. I think attract and retain a younger workforce because of the nature of the gig economy and the flexibility that it, flexibility that it provides. I, I think perhaps with Gen Z, you know, where they are looking for a bit more structure and a bit more certainty, as you've said, and yep. that that kind of opens up a very different talent pool to employers over the probably the coming five or so years.
1: Yeah, and I think it, and it, to take advantage of that. Talent pool. I mean, I think organizations would be wise to think about how they structure their value propositions with uh, Gen Z in mind. As again, I think if you're thinking about jobs in the gig economy in particular, there's a lot that can can appeal to Gen Z, um, highlighting the income potential um, that those types of jobs can offer, um, uh, helping. Gen Z understand they, you know, the opportunity to be their own bosses and grow their own skills and you know, playing that independence chord um, that, that resonates with Gen Z, I think is important. Um, and in that context, sharing success stories um, in an authentic way. Again, yep. Gen Z tends to be skeptical. They tend to be skeptical as consumers of glossy marketing. Um, and I think that's true in, in consuming things that workforces will put out as well. Uh, but sharing authentic success stories of people who have um, met their income goals, seen career growth, and achieved a level of independence in the gig economy can be really powerful. I think, as, as others have pointed out, too, organizations stepping in and helping fill any any skill gaps around Key skills necessary to be effective in the gig economy, whether that's negotiating or networking or managing finances independently, all things that uh, young people may not bring to the workforce and may need to be developed a bit. And I think, too, that organizations can think about rewards and structuring reward offerings with Gen Z in mind. I mean, from a corn ferry perspective. Uh, we're always focused on aligning rewards both with organizational needs and employee desires and wants to get the most out of reward programs. Well, with a, with an awareness of the perspectives that Gen Z is bringing, that may mean you know, emphasizing in terms of recognition, for instance, some of the financials. Uh, Gen Z employees may prefer um, something that impacts their wallet than a pat on the back um, to as a, as a motivator. Um, or investing in a you know, work-life balance, paid time off as, as organizations think about benefit investments, recognizing again that Gen Z is going to value flexibility and to the extent that uh, you can provide uh, that level of flexibility in terms of achieving work-life balance, uh, you know, but also giving them the stability through benefits that uh, that they're looking for more generally, just in terms of securing their financial future. So I think there's a lot that that employers can do to reinforce some of the positives of the gig economy in a way that will appeal to Gen Z, but I don't think it's a natural for them. I mean, they just have some different styles of working.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's a really good point. You know, it, it, listening to you talk, Mark, it, it reminds me of, probably, I don't know, geez, I'm, I'm dating myself here, but probably a good 15 plus years ago, uh, going on the speaking circuit and talking about, I think the, the title of the presentation was, the millennials are coming. And, you know, it was, holy crap, what do we do? You know, our workforces and the way that we are designed in our policies and our practices are, are designed for Baby baby boomers and Gen Xers. What right. are we going to do about the Millennials? And right. we kind of muddled our way through it, and the Millennials brought, you know, their own and continue to bring their own sort of unique experience and you know in, invaluable contributions into the workplace. And I think we sit here at another inflection point, which is Gen Z is here. And what that means is over the next 15 to 20 years, we have a responsibility as organizations and as leaders of people and culture to really develop Gen Z into the next generation of great leaders around the world and in our organizations. I'd be interested from your perspective and the work that you do with Corn Ferry, on on what role you think an organization needs to do to really shape people becoming the, the next generation of great leaders for their organization.
1: Great question. Um, And I think a few points to think about. One is I think think employers are wise to uh, take and promote a broad view. Um, By taking a broad view, I mean to say that uh, Gen Z will likely not be um, quite as unified in perspective as perhaps past generations have been. Because again, the, the front end of this generation is entering the workforce at an extremely turbulent time. COVID-19 is hitting them extremely hard in terms of their early career experiences. Um, others will, may be affected differently. Let's hope so if... Um, if economies recover more quickly, and as a result, uh, you know the 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 early wave uh, Gen Z employee may bring some different perspectives um, from those who will follow. So I think it'll be important for organizations to bear that in mind as they think about supporting all Gen Z employees and being successful. And I think I think employers can also promote perspective in that uh, for especially for those entering the workforce now. Uh, you know, those of us who've been in it for a while know that this this is not normal, what we're going through, no. um, and, and can draw on some additional times to provide perspective and balance that young workers will not have. And so yep. I think part of helping Young workers acclimate to the workforce is helping them derive some perspective that they may not bring in if their early experiences and only experiences in the workforce may be coming in a really, really difficult time. There's plenty of research to suggest that for many Gen Z workers in different parts of the world, this may be their first experience. You know, many have been in such highly competitive educational environments and situations preparing for and going through university uh, that they they haven't wanted to take part-time jobs if not absolutely needed. So for many, this is a very first work experience and it's a Very difficult one, and so I think helping to provide perspective is important. A second point I'd make is I think organizations can draw let's call it lessons of understanding from the prior generation, from the millennials. I mean, as you said rightly, Aaron, millennials came in; they were a huge group. Uh, We heard the statistics; they're going to be seventy-five percent of the workforce uh, by twenty twenty-five, and here they come, and they. They, they were disruptive. I mean, They brought open work environments to organizations because they, they wanted to work in collaborative, open environments. By the way, some of that may be challenged by Gen Z, that may be looking to work yeah. in different ways. Um, but I think there was a, a decent amount of misunderstanding about where millennials were coming from. Um, you know, older workers saw them as uh, wanting to move from task to task very quickly, perhaps overconfident in their skills, anxious for – feedback and in particular recognition uh, where does all that come from and i think if as we've as we've reflected more on the millennial experience we've realized it's a lot of it's derived from the circumstances under which they entered the workforce now, they were at the time the most highly educated generation the world had seen so as a result confident in their skills um, but entering a workforce where you know, entry-level jobs were few and far behind, a few and far between, um, uh, you know, pipelines in organizations may have been stuck. Many took roles that might have been uh, beneath, if you will, their skill sets. So they came into the workforce feeling they were behind in their jobs or in their careers. And, you know, as a result, some of the things we saw millennials pushing for, I want to try, try and test my skills in new areas. I want opportunities to be recognized for my accomplishments. I want to accelerate my career. Um, are not from a coming from a place of a, a needy or demanding generation, but a generation that's responding to some of the challenges they face. I think we, if we bring greater awareness of some of the perspectives that Gen Z employees will bring, based on the experiences they've had growing up and the experiences they've had now entering the workforce, uh, you know, hopefully we can we can organizationally uh, deliver a level of empathy in terms of the situation that will help. And I think growing from that, organizations could take some practical steps to help develop gen Z employees as they enter the workforce into the next generation of leaders helping them acclimate to work environments uh, number one uh, for those who are um, not only entering work experiences for the first time but uh, but in a very turbulent environment without a lot of experience and address some of the skill gaps that they have more, ha- may have had may have more generally either due to lack of work experience or uh disrupted educational situations in recent years as yeah. you know High school and university experiences have been very different than they once were. I think organizations can step in and meet Gen Z employees where they are by trying to provide uh, a level of structure that those employees are looking for. In particular, clarity around what uh, new employees are being asked to do, how it connects to organizational objectives, and how it can lead to a a career path within an organization or career growth at the very least uh, will be very important. I think rec- recognizing the the stress and uncertainty that they bring, uh, both based on the situation, their general competitive nature will be important for organizations to take account of. So I think giving them the flexibility uh, they're looking for and need to achieve balance will be important to sustain motivation. Um, but I think also, you know, as a highly educated group anxious to test and prove itself as the millennials were giving them a voice and an opportunity to feel that they have some influence over how work is done, and particular their own, and opportunities to have an impact and make a difference will also be important. I think a final note in comparison um, back to the millennials, Um, you know, we did some research uh, at Corn Ferry on millennials looking at engagement levels uh, immediately following the global financial crisis, and then as economies rebounded, five, six years later, so 2009, and then again in 2014, we definitely saw the impact on engagement uh, in 2019. The millennial group showed a, an, an engagement index score of 59%, um, but that had significantly rebounded by 2014 to 72%. Um, so, yeah. I think, you know, we may look, we may we may see some of the struggles and strains uh, come through with Gen Z as well in terms of immediate engagement and the impact of the crisis. But I think uh, there's there's definitely hope in that uh, even for the millennials, while they may have been set back in many ways um, in terms of getting them in a, in a positive place to be positive contributors in organizations, you know, the engagement numbers as a marker suggest that, uh, that things did recover.
0: I think it's, yeah, it's a, it's a really great point and it speaks to me around, uh, Really, the I, I also think the power of mentorship and and more specifically, reverse mentorship. So mm-hmm. you know to, to your point, we have this group of you know, highly educated you know, recent graduates who are entering or trying to enter the workforce, and you know, what we need to do is provide uh, tenured seasoned experiences or experienced individuals to help mentor them and shape them and, and and acclimate them to the workforce. But equally, I think there's a ton that we can learn from Gen Z as they enter the workforce. And that idea of reverse mentorship may actually result in higher engagement scores for more tenured employees, whether they are you know, the older portion of the, the millennial generation or the, the Gen Xers and the baby boomers who are still in the workforce. I, I actually think that uh, Gen Z can bring a fresh perspective and, and keep those, uh, mul- you know, those multiple generations really engaged at work today
1: yeah I totally agree and I think it's a it's a way of valuing what uh, Gen Z will bring, um, albeit young and inexperienced um, and and beyond just the the technological savvy that they'll bring as true digital natives, yeah. um, I think. In terms of the just the experience they've had, the the empathy that comes with that, um, the the drive and entrepreneurial spirit they'll bring, um, I think putting them in touch with other generational groups, in addition to building understanding, they'll have a lot to contribute. And I think that can be a positive motivator in, in and of itself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Listen, Mark, it it is always such a pleasure to talk talking to you, and really a treat to understand. Your perspective and that of Corn Fairies on on the experience of Gen Z and what organizations uh, can and should be doing to to prepare and welcome Gen Z into the workforce. So so again, thank you so much for, uh, for your time today. Really appreciate it.
1: Well, my pleasure. As a Gen X parent of two Gen Z uh, young people, uh, it's a personal a personal passion of mine as well.
0: Well, it sounds like you probably have your hands full and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and. I wish you the best of luck with uh, with your Gen Z children.
1: Thank you very much.
0: All right, Mark, thanks, thanks again for joining. and thanks everybody for listening today. Really appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next time.